Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks for joining us today here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates, Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. And myself, my name is Chris Swan. Really do appreciate you spending part of the day with us. Here's how you reach out, 419-794-3030. If you have questions about things we talk about today or questions that we don't talk about, you want to know more, 419-794-3030, online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback tells us what he expects from a financial advisor. You may have seen the TV commercials about reverse mortgages, but uh, are they a useful retirement tool? And you could be missing out on a local tax break because, well, you just don't know that it's there. All this and more. But first, before we dive in, let me check in with the guys, Nolan Baker, Scott Kirshner, and special guest, Terry Iser. So, guys, glad to be with you as always. How are we doing today? We're doing great. It's good to be here. And uh, I saw the numbers came out over this past weekend with the Toledo Jeep Fest. 70,000. 70,000 attendees, even though it was slightly rainy. And... I guess I have to be uh, a little biased, as many of the listeners know. We do the segment on uh, Committed to the 419, where we had uh, the Toledo Jeep Fest uh, here on our show just recently promoting the event. And I'm assuming it's because the show was Absolutely. so good I mean, that it drove seriously. so many people downtown. But it gave it the bump, yeah. You know, well, kidding apart, uh, being down at the Toledo Jeep Fest uh, is a fantastic event. I'm glad that we do that here in Northwest Ohio. We had a, a really great weekend. We also uh, sold my wife's Tesla. Oh, you did? Good yep. for you. So uh, if you've been listening in the past, uh, my son was involved in a, his first automobile accident. <laughs> and of all things, he ran into his mom, hit the back of our <laughs> Tesla. So instead of waiting on months and months of uh, parts, and the backlog of that, we were able to sell the Tesla. And, you know, you've probably heard about it. Uh, you could sell cars now for as much as, you know, almost or even more than what you paid for them. And, you know, my wife has had the Tesla for uh, three years now, um, drove it over 40,000 miles, and we were able to get essentially what she paid for it when she bought it three years ago. Hmm, so we're perfect. Like, Here's the keys. We don't have to fix it. Yeah. And, like know, a scratch enough, and dent sale, right? Yep, we have enough vehicles <laughs> to get around for a little while, but, you know, and, uh, Used car prices come down a little bit. Maybe we'll shop for something new. So it's good to be here. And uh, Terry, it's great to have you here, too. So Terry is somebody that we've worked with uh, for quite a few years, uh, located out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And uh, we're excited about a bunch of great things that you know we're doing together uh, down in the Cincinnati area, as well as some of the strategies that are available for you, our listeners, and uh, those clients uh, with some of the Isert Circuit Breaker approaches. So Terry, great to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for Thanks for having me here. Yeah. And Scott, how about you? How was your weekend? My weekend was awesome. I was uh, actually went down to uh, the Mudheads game Friday night, and the uh, the festivities for Jeep Fest started Friday night. Um, uh, they had a uh, couple of bands playing, and uh, the weather was great. It wasn't too hot this weekend. I think the temperature was like in the... Uh, well, in the morning, it was like 63 degrees uh, Saturday morning. But, uh, you know, it was awesome. And, and um, I talked to uh, Jason, who we had on from BNI, and he's a part of the um, Glass City Crawlers. And he went down, and he said it was phenomenal. The people and everybody down there was awesome. But um, no, I made a trip to Indianapolis with my daughter and um, uh, finally trying to get her off of Dad's payroll. It's still, it's just like... Branch is reaching out there grabbing me, right? But uh, it's it's getting close. But it was a good weekend. 
I've always wondered, and I'm from Cincinnati, sure. what, what is a mud hen? A mud hen. Well, uh, the Toledo mud hens, it's actually a uh, uh, chicken, right? It's not like a, it's a chicken. And um, uh, back in the day, MASH, Jamie Farr was actually from Toledo. I remember. So he would promote two things, the mud hens and Tony Paco's. Uh, but they're the farm team for the Detroit Tigers, yeah. and it's a it's a muddy the mud hen you know, runs around in a chicken outfit. So yeah, that's what we got here. So my question is, I know during uh, when we had we were on a couple weeks ago talking about the G Fest, they said that they were going to have specialty jerseys. Did you happen to get a mud crawler's jersey, or were they available? I did see them on TV. They were down at the Swamp Shop. Uh, yes. I did not get a chance to get one, but you know, being my son's in the Glass City Crawlers, I think that would be a, a phenomenal shirt if you can still be able to get down there and pick one up. Uh, it looked pretty darn cool. They were cool. They actually, I think they actually wore them Friday. Um, I okay. saw them because uh, um, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not the typical jersey. But uh, yeah, they look pretty cool. Well, uh, you know, there's always eBay, worst case scenario. I don't recommend that necessarily, but we could do an entire show again talking about Jeep Fest and reminiscing. But, you know, this show is the purpose is to get people thinking seriously about retirement as they get uh, approaching into that retirement red zone and things to, to be aware of. And as, as we always say, seeing opportunities out of, you know, what most, many people see as adversity. So let's go ahead and jump into the show here. A lot of people consider inflation to be the silent killer when it comes to retirement planning. And that's because it can seriously damage the goal of making your money last the rest of your life. Enter something called the rule of 72. You divide 72 by the interest rate. By the way, uh, that has dropped this month. It's now 8.5%. Uh, the answer is the number of years it would take to cut your money in half. So this is another one of those, those rules that we've talked about before. Uh, is this one a realistic tool, or do you have to look at factors beyond just math, very easy math, in helping retirees make their money last? Uh, you know, I think in our shows and our educational events, we've been talking about inflation for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, for retirees, inflation has actually been a problem for quite some time. Mm -hmm. I know a couple of years ago, we didn't really have inflation. But if you looked at it, it's things like, you know, electronics, you know, TVs right. were coming down in cost. Uh, you know, some of the things that maybe uh, seniors and retirees weren't needing to bulk up on a bunch of TVs or electronics. But if you look at a senior retiree, as Scott, you know, and health insurance has, you know, gone up and up and up and up year after year, continues to get more and more expensive. Um, and, you know, today, I think just really stresses the importance on how, you know, crucial it is to factor in inflation into the Absolutely. overall plan when you're looking at, you know, gas prices nowadays, when you're looking, you know, really food and energy, you're, you're looking at the things that impact, you know, seniors and retirees. Um, you know, using that rule of 72, it's, it's fairly scary if you take it divided by 8.5 and the fact that your money and the purchasing power is cut in half in, you know, a little over eight years. Now, again, I'm not saying that inflation is going to stay at 8.5% for uh, the next eight years, but I think inflation is probably going to be a problem for a little while to come. You know, we've got continued out of control government spending, um, you know, that, you know, has helped lead us out of the, the COVID environment that we're in. But, you know, there's a price to pay. And, you know, we're starting to see some of that price with inflation. Of course, the government wants to continue to spend more money. I think some of the ideas that I would suggest for those people that are listening is, you know, look for ways to increase your predictable income by at least 20% right now. And so again, how do you do that? Well, if you look at your portfolio and you look at what you own, you know, some investments pay dividends and interest and some investments don't. By the investment selection process, you can choose to pick investments that pay 
greater dividends and yield and interest, that can be one of the ways that we can do that. We talk on the show in the past couple of times, again, one example is a government I-bond. You know, U.S. Treasury rates are paying uh, over 9% right now. That's a great way to reposition mm -hmm. some money, immediately get an impact to your bottom line. The second tip that I'd say is lower your taxes. You know, you take and you pay taxes on interest that's earned or you pay taxes on when you take withdrawals from retirement accounts. And uh, not all taxes are the same. So how you do your retirement distribution plan can make a, a big difference. You know, watch out for overpaying for things that maybe you don't need. Uh, we talked about this on the show the other day. I had one of those popular uh, radio services and all my vehicles. I looked at my bill, um, and my bill had really crept up quite a bit. Uh, we were able to switch over to another service and really cut the cost by 60%. Mm. Uh, in fact, simply by calling the company that we were with today, uh, they were willing to cut our costs. But again, doing that show, cutting those expenses, uh, put money in, into the bottom line. Now, Terry, I know that you came up here and I'd say, you know, one of the other things, and we're looking at the factors in helping retirees make their money last, is people that move into retirement time you have to have a mind shift you know so we talk about the sequence of returns and you know when you're young and you're saving for the future the market going up or down although when the market goes down it doesn't feel good but when you're saving and accumulating dollars you know downturns in the market actually create buying opportunities it doesn't hurt as bad so another thing when we're looking at other factors in helping retirees make their money last is using what I refer to as safety nets or circuit breakers. And that's one of the strategies, you know, for the past couple of decades that you've been talking to your clients about, um, you know, avoiding significant loss. So when I ask you about the question of inflation and how important that is or protecting a retiree's life savings, you know, what would you say to our listeners to that question? Well, to me, it's my whole life has been a, about retirees avoiding big losses. You know, I can, I can probably cope with 8% inflation this year for a couple of years. But what will kill me is if I have a downturn and I lose half my money. And, um, and that particularly hurts, like Nolan talked about, if, um, if I'm already retired and if I'm taking money out. I've used this strategy since about the year 2000, 2001. What was happening with me at that time is I had a lot of retirees. You know, they were all taking money out. And uh, that was a bad market in 2001 and two. Mm -hmm. The bad market lasted 33 months which usually a bad market, a bear market lasts a year and a half. So if somebody's taking up five, six, 7% a year on a monthly basis, and the market's going down 50% in addition to that, pretty soon they're mathematically in a situation they'll never recover from. And then they're working, looking for work as a Walmart greeter to, to get them through life. And uh, boy, I tell you what, that's, um, uh, that put me back to the drawing board on how I deal with retiring clients uh, during those years. Yeah, we call it the mind shift. So we talk about, you know, you have it a shift going from saving and accumulation to the distribution phase. And as you point out, you know, again, I've been doing this, uh, you know, over 20 years. And so we've experienced some of those declines where that 2000 was, you know, really almost three years in a row where it's like one after another, after another, after painful, you know, continued losses. And, and even if you look at this year in the year 2022, if you're relying on IRA distributions that's invested into the stock and bond market, 
you've been taking withdrawals and larger percentage of withdrawals off of your portfolio. Again, that sequence is known as the sequence of return risk, and it leaves you, you know, less principal amount to benefit eventually when the market rebounds. So as the market's falling, those people who don't have any safety nets are forced to sell off more and more of their own investments to come up you know, with the same amount of money. And so when the markets recover, they don't have the same number of shares accelerating their risk of outliving their money. Now, luckily, the market's given us a little bit of a breather. So, sure. you know, since about middle of June, we've got a little bit of a bounce back in the market, have the ability to kind of reevaluate things. And so if you're looking at your portfolio and you're saying, you know, I'm worried about inflation or I'm worried that, you know, the, the market went down a little faster in the first six months of the year, I feel a little bit better because the market's starting to come back but I still feel uncomfortable. I would say, you know, if you want to learn about circuit breakers, you want to learn about, you know, ways to increase your predictable yield and dividends and interest, uh, we'd be more than happy to do an independent portfolio analysis for you. We can take a look at your portfolio, give you some feedback and guidance, put the numbers in and show you exactly what it looks like, show you how much level of risk that you're willing to take, you know, talk to you about how to put some safety nets in place and be able to kind of protect you if and when things get bad again. And those are some of the things that we can do for those of you that are uncomfortable with what's happening right now in the market. You know, Albert Einstein is famous for saying that uh, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. And what we're talking about here, you know, selling or withdrawing money from your retirement accounts in down markets, that is compound losses. That is the, the opposite of that. And uh, it can be just as, as detrimental as compound interest could be wonderful. The, uh, these losses are anything but wonderful. We can't control when the markets are going to take their downturns. What we can't control is how we're set up to to handle that, you know, when when those market downturns do happen, you know, are we are we selling at that point or do we lean on other sources of income? This is where having a proper strategy put in place comes in handy and, and you know, using things like these circuit breakers that the guys are talking about. So if you want to know more, if you're getting close to retirement and, and you want to learn more about this, how to protect what you have in this increasingly volatile market, it's really easy. Pick up the phone, give a call, 419-794-3030. That's the number how you get in touch with America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030. Or go online to America's Retirement Headquarters. Dot com. Here on the show, we often talk about annuities, which offer a guaranteed stream of income in retirement and protection against outliving savings, taking on that number one fear among retirees and pre-retirees, outliving their money. Is now a good time to buy an annuity? Can it help, you know, quote unquote, recession proof a portfolio? Well, you know, oftentimes I guess we're on talk radio, so annuities can be considered a four letter word. So I've got to be a little <laughs> bit careful about what I say. But, you know, the reality is I think annuities are a very uh, misunderstood product. Um, you know, they're sometimes not used for the right purpose. It's just like, you know, any other tool in the toolkit. Well, when I was in the Marine Corps, I was an electrician. And so oftentimes my primary job was a generator operator. So if you think about driving down the road, you see those big generators that are running lights and they're working on, you know, maybe the overpass. That's traditionally what I ran. If I went out in the field and um, I took my basic tools with me, I could pretty much carry stuff that would be able to get 90% of the things done, right? There was occasionally times that I'd run in where I needed somewhat of a specialty tool. I would go back to the shop and I would take a look at it. You know, I would say annuities can be kind of like a specialty tool. Um, they can also be a general purpose tool. But again, are they used in the most efficient manner? So again, another concept to think about if, you know, if we're gonna hang a picture on the wall, I can take a hammer and go up there with a screw and can I pound a screw into the wall? The answer is yes, mm -hmm. but 
Again, is that the most effective way to do that? Probably not. The annuities, there's good and bad things about them. The reality is, is when interest rates have been going up, and they have been recently, annuity rates also tend to go up because insurance companies invest in the fixed income securities like bonds. So one of the things that's been surprising to me is that we've been talking about how bond funds have interest rate risk. And in fact, if you look at a lot of the bond fund categories over the last year, they're either flat or negative. You know, so in most cases, or in many cases, somebody's paying, you know, management fees and expenses in a strategy that's been losing money. And interest rates, you know, continue to pose risk for bonds. You could replace those bonds with something like a fixed annuity as an example, which would pay a fixed rate of return for a set period of time. But you could also get not only a known outcome, you could also then eliminate some of the management fees and expenses on a, an area that's not working really well. Um, I also utilize fixed index annuities, but Terry, I guess maybe before I jump into the talking about that, you know, what's your thoughts about annuities? You know, I, I know a lot of people that have annuities that don't really exactly know what they have. You know, people, they're so complicated and they have so many different ways that people can use them like you talked about. The kind I use a lot, it works very well with my, uh, with my investment strategy. Uh, I use variable annuities and a, a variable annuity is a lot like a mutual fund, except it's got a, an annuity wrapper around it where the kind you were talking about, Nolan, is more like having a CD inside that inside of that annuity. But I, the reason I like uh, variable annuities is that uh, I can buy and sell my mutual funds and without ta tax consequences. And if I'm in something and I think the market's turning bad and I don't have to worry about tax situations, uh, I'm not taxed until I take money out. As long as I'm just letting it build up, it's just, uh, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so I always say, you know, if I if I had $100 million, I, I'd have a little bit of walking around money in my pocket and pretty much everything else would be in a variable annuity. Yeah, so, you know, so as you point out, I mean, one of the great things about a variable annuity is that you have sub-accounts, which sub-accounts, you know, offer different portfolios based upon risk from conservative to aggressive. You're able to go in and as you look at economic conditions changing using like your Iser circuit breaker strategy, you can maybe get more involved in the equity sub-accounts or be more conservative. And because it's inside of the wrapper of a variable annuity, there's no tax consequences. Now, keep in mind when you own a variable annuity or any type of annuity, you got to be careful of things like, you know, how the tax impacts works. It does give you some freedom and flexibility in certain types of annuities. You can add writers on there that can offer different incomes for the future. And the third category that, you know, we typically utilize is what is called fixed index annuities. And that's kind of the, the hybrid between the two that we just talked about. It offers the fixed safety of it's principally protected in the fact that it can't go down if and when an underlying index goes down and that it allows you to participate if that underlying index goes up to a percentage or a cap. So it's kind of a hybrid between the two. The goal is to try to earn a little bit more money than a fixed. Bottom line is for those of you that are looking at, you know, do I own the right tools in my retirement toolkit or if I own an annuity, and you're looking at it like, uh, how do I use this tool? Is this even the right tool that I need anymore? 
Uh, I would say, again, that's something that we all feel very comfortable with. And, it, it, you know, when you're looking at big, thick prospectuses or policies, it can get confusing on what you own. Uh, some of the things that kind of make me cringe, like in the past, when I've had somebody come to an educational event, you know, three or four years ago and say, you know, I'm not worried about my annuity because it pays me 6% guaranteed. You know, that's a statement that's like, ooh, you know, hey, nothing right now pays 6% guaranteed. Right. Mm -hmm. So you really want to make sure that you understand what are those guarantees? How do they work? We'd be happy to take a look at it and give you a second opinion, maybe educate you on what you have and kind of walk you through the ins and outs. All you got to do is just get a hold of us and we can sit down and talk a little bit about your contracts. And I run into it too. I, I meet with a lot of people and they come in, they say, well, you know, I'm not really sure exactly what I have. You know, whether it be their Medicare Advantage or Supplemental Plan or, or you know, um, whether it's their annuities, you know, and that's kind of sad. When you really stop and think about it, if you really don't have any idea what you have, that means somebody dropped the ball somewhere. You There's know, a couple of things, you know, uh, first of all, the guy that sold it to him may not know very much about it. Exactly right. And it may have made sense to the uh, to the client at the time. Right. But now, boy, they forget why. <laughs> well, they do. And it's our responsibility. And that's why, you know, joining us here at America's Retirement Headquarters and the things that we do here, I haven't seen the things that we do out in the industry very often. And, uh, you know, it's important to have that annual review of exactly what you have because you don't want to get caught out there with uh, something that you really don't know. And if you can make a change to it at the right time, we were talking, um, you know, over the past year about rolling to, um, you know, some Roth IRAs and utilizing the Roth IRAs and, um, you know, the tax uh, breaks in the future when you use it. Um, I think it's important if your advisors aren't doing an annual review with you right now, I think um, I think you're in the wrong place. Certainly doing you a disservice. You know, the saying ignorance is bliss doesn't necessarily work when it comes to your retirement. What you don't know can definitely hurt you. So if you want more clarification about annuities in general or you just want a second set of eyes on an annuity that you may have right now, you don't understand all the ins and the outs of it, the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can certainly take a look at that and provide you a little bit more clarification on that to get started 419-794-3030 or go online to the website americasretirementheadquarters.com. I want to wish a very happy belated birthday to Tim Tebow, the Heisman Trophy winner and former NFL quarterback, just celebrated number 35 this past week. Uh, Tebow's net worth estimated at $10 million. We had a chance to sit down and speak with him last year, and he told us what he looks for in a financial advisor. For me, I, I've tried to bring people that could be wise counselors, not just smart, but wise. There's a big difference that understand uh, my heart for wanting to be a good steward with what God has given me and uh, people that can really speak into that in an honest and a knowledgeable, but also a wise way. So how do we define the difference between somebody who's financially smart and financially wise? I think he's really on to something. I mean, but you got to stop and really kind of digest and think about what he said. I was blessed to be at that event down in Miami and hear that presentation and hear him talk about the concept. And, you know, if you think about it, I think you, we've heard it many of times. I mean, there's people that are book smart, but not mm -hmm. street smart, mm -hmm. right? If you think about it. You know, smart often refers to having a quick-witted intelligence, uh, but wise often refers to having or showing experience, knowledge, and good judgment. You know, I took tests in the early days to get licensed in this industry, and of course, I do continuing education. You know, some people are really good at test-taking, mm -hmm. and some people are really not. 
you know, but just because somebody passes a test and gets the highest possible grade doesn't mean that they're going to know from the experience, like what we were talking about in the previous segment. When you go through a 2000, 2001, 2002 stock market where it punishes the investor and the markets are down 50% or, or in 2008 or, you know, when COVID happened and the market just completely collapsed overnight or even 2022, like this year, when, you know, the market's been challenging, I think it takes wise counsel to be able to help with the experience and knowledge and good judgments to coach and mentor people to get through this type of environment. You know, I'd say to me, uh, in, it's my opinion that my paycheck is probably earned the most when times are tough mm -hmm. and helping coach people to get through what's going on and not make a short-term decision. I don't know. What would you guys say if you listen to Tebow and he's talking a little bit about that, you know, with your background and experience talking about the difference between financially smart and financially wise? You know, when I see guys that I think are wise in this business, they just they have a, a calm confidence about them. You know, they don't get rattled with the markets. And, you know, people have different strategies. I, you know, I believe in getting out and avoiding things. But I've seen other guys that I thought were very wise too. You know, they're they're in there buying as things are dropping, and uh, it you know it works for them too. Sure, sure. And uh, but w what never works is you know panic. The ideal plan I think is to work towards being wise and smart. You know, it's allowing your thinking to be challenged in order to get sharper, but applying what you learn in order to turn your knowledge into wisdom. You know, if you know but you don't do you're really considered someone smart if you learn and apply that knowledge even though you may make mistakes and maybe make some failures along the way you're working towards becoming wise and by doing so you'll still notice the difference in the way that you handle people overcome challenges resolve issues you know manage your money and really increase the value in your lifetime you know with over a hundred combined years of industry experience, the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they've certainly seen their, their share of market ups and downs and fluctuations, tax increases. So if you have questions as you're getting ready to approach retirement, why not let them impart their wisdom on you and start developing that plan to get you to, through, and beyond retirement? It's really easy to get started. 419-794-3030. That's the phone number. Just pick up the phone, give a call. 419-794-3030. A social security break-even age is that point of your life at which the dollar value of claiming benefits later surpasses the value of taking them early. A lot of people use this calculation to decide when they actually should take Social Security. But there was an article in CNBC recently that warned that you should think twice about break-even ages if you are married. Do you agree with that sentiment and, and why? Can you run scenarios for clients so that they can decide when they should actually claim? We do run scenarios all the time. In fact, we teach a lot of classes at the local university on this specific topic on you know what may be the best approach on when to draw social security um, and i oftentimes i'll ask the audience you know if you look at the statistics according to the social security government website nearly 70 percent of people are selecting to draw social security benefits before what is considered their full retirement age mm -hmm. meaning that they are accepting a lifetime penalty by drawing benefits early and i'll, I'll ask them i'll say you know why are would people draw benefits early? The two most common things that I hear is Social Security is going broke. I better get what I can, why I can before right. it's broke. And then they'll also say, well, you know, I'd had to live. I did the break even analysis way past my mid 70s before I even break even. 
And so I don't know about you guys, but the first thing that I would say is if we look at it, um, you know, being in the financial business all of these years, um, I have yet to have anybody that I can think of after 25 plus years of being in the business that says, hey, I'm going to give you some money. And at the end, I want to get it out and hopefully break even. Right? <laughs> well, they're not, they're, they're not very successful if they do that. No, no. Because exactly. who's going to buy that? Well, if we look at it, so stop thinking about the break-even analysis, first and foremost. What you want to think about is Social Security can be the cornerstone of a retired family's reliable income. Mm -hmm. It has been for decades and will continue to be that. There's some strong things about it. Now, we could sit here and, and you know talk about... Uh, having fun with Washington all day long. And, you know, I'm not real excited about the direction of this country with our leadership, but the reality is Social Security is backed by the full faith and pledge of our United States government. And it's, even though we have challenges, as somebody who we both served in the military, we love this country. We're going to get through some of these tough times. You know, it offers uh, guaranteed income increases with the cost of living increases. It offers survivorship benefits. It offers spousal benefits. So you really have got to think through that. In fact, if we go back a couple of years ago, there was uh, over 700 different choices a married couple could take when selecting on when to draw benefits. And when we run the calculator, we have a social security calculator that we can help run for your family. What you would find is you'd find the best case versus the worst case scenario for an average retired couple can mean tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference of income in the rest of their lifetime. So first and foremost, stop looking at how long I have to live to break even. What I would bet is that between a married couple, there's a high probability that you're going to live a long time. So first and foremost, I'm going to bet on you living a long right. time. And I'm going to try to make a decision on how to get the most amount of income for somebody's lifetime. But I don't know. I'm sure you guys run into that question, too, with folks. What, what are you typically telling them? Well, I don't know. You know, there's um, a, lot, a lot of schools of thought. And when you work uh, the math on it, you know, some, uh, it probably isn't going to make much difference, but it could. And, uh, and I always think about, like, um, you know, maybe taking it out as quickly as possible is the right thing because uh, there's two arguments I can think of for that. One is if I'm getting my two or $3,000 a month um, and if I don't need it, I can invest that. And, uh, and that money can grow like crazy until I, until I do need it. So that's going to put, that's going to slide the break even years way forward mm -hmm. if I do that. Uh, now, another thing is, uh, if I'm retired and, uh, uh, you know, uh, like you're saying, I, I think Social Security is kind of the most important income that we have because it's the most uh, stable and the most uh, that what we count the most on. So um, if I'm if I'm taking that out, there's less money I have to take out of my retirement savings, my my 401k or IRA and. Uh, so if if I die, uh, my Social Security is going to stop, but uh, my heirs can get my uh, retirement money. So you know that's um, uh, so that therefore you know they're they're not going to get the Social Security, but they they're going to get the retirement. So I kind of want that to be as 
as much as I can. Yeah, so some, some in your example, in some cases, it makes sense to maybe start it early, right, when you retire. What do you tell people, Scott? Well, you know, that's like you said, Terry, there are, there are several different schools of thought on that. Um, one real-life example I can give you is, uh, you know, my dad passed away this past Christmas, and um, had he taken it early, then my mom would have been stuck at a lower amount as well. Uh, and quite frankly, she wouldn't have been able to make it on that. I mean, there's just no way that she would have been able to make it. She would have had to uh, basically pretty much liquidate a lot of, if not all of her assets just to get by, you know. So, so you know, that's kind of a, a different school of thought. I, I like what you said, you know, and I've had people to actually tell me, um, I don't need the money, so I'm going to take it and invest that. You know, uh, I've heard that. People have said that to me. Uh, and I look at it and I go, well, if you don't need it, then wait until you get a higher amount on a, on a monthly basis. You know, because it could, uh, you know, like you said, Nolan, the break-even point. If you're looking at, um, you know, your your family uh, dynamics and genetics are, are pushing you out to 85, 90 years old, you know, I've got some clients that have... Um, uh, well, I just talked to someone this past weekend and they had uh, their mother's turning 95 years old, you know, mm. so uh, they have a pretty good chance of, of making it past that 82 break even point or whatever that number is for them. Um, what are you going to do then? Because you're kind of penalizing yourself past that break even point. Um, you know, it's, it, it's got to work for you and, and, um, if you have the resources and can live off of some investments, you know, I've got people that choose to do that as well. And, um, you know, pushing that off and gaining that extra maybe 1000 or 1200 bucks a month at 70 years old. And, and um, you know, if they live another 15 years, then they're collecting additional, you know, that's 120000 bucks that they're going to gather. So oh, if we knew when we were going to die, it would be an easy if sure. we had that crystal ball, yeah, that's right. If we had that crystal ball, you know, and I tell people that with life insurance, you know, don't buy it now because I know you're going to die in such and such a time and buy it the day before. But we don't have that crystal ball. So it really comes down to us to help them understand and give them all of the information available to make the, the appropriate decision. Yeah, I think something that you said, it's all about you. And right. it comes back to that. What is right for yours? family situation may not be right for somebody else's family situation. And every situation is a little bit unique. One of the things that we can do here at America's Retirement Headquarters, again, is we can take your information in, we can put it into the Social Security uh, Optimization Report, and we can run the different scenarios. We can show you, you know, what was the scenario that you were thinking about doing? We can show you, you know, mathematically based upon life expectancy, here's what could be the optimal report. And we can also run different what ifs. You know, what if you invested the money? What if you drew it early? What if you took it later? And by having that information, I think it's one of the ways that you can look at your individual situation in a comprehensive way to make the best decision on what might be the right approach on when to draw Social Security for your family situation. And, you know, again, anybody that gives us a call, uh, we'd be happy again the next uh, five callers that call us, we'd be happy to give you that optimization report. Uh, there's no cost or obligation at all. If you were hoping for us, catch all answer for everybody, the magic number for everybody out there to take Social Security, hopefully you picked up on the fact that it's not that simple. There is no magic number for anybody out there. So apologies if that's what you're expecting. But here is a number uh, to keep in mind that can help you figure out what that is. 
3030. That is the number to get in touch with America's Retirement Headquarters. And as Nolan pointed out there, if you're one of the first five callers right now, they'll be happy to run that Social Security Maximization Report for you to figure out exactly what it is going to be for you, uh, you know, and as it pertains to you and your spouse and how that is going to factor in. Complimentary to you if you're one of the first five callers. And please, uh, one thing to keep in mind, the people at the Social Security office, they are not allowed to give you advice on, on how to claim. They're there to process the paperwork. You say, I'm ready to turn it on. They'll, they'll process the paperwork. But as far as actually getting advice, you need to do that beforehand. So be one of the first five callers right now. Have the team at America's Retirement Headquarters run that Social Security Maximization Report, 419-794-3030. Now, we've all seen the TV commercials about reverse mortgages starring celebrities like Tom Selleck. Retirement's a time to enjoy life. After all, 70's the new 50, right? Using your home's equity as the fourth leg of your retirement plan just may give you the stability you're looking for. Now, guys, I always thought reverse mortgages were a last resort for older seniors that are struggling. But the Wall Street Journal actually says many of the negatives have been addressed with federal insurance and oversight. So uh, is that true? And then let's let's break it down. What is a reverse mortgage and what are the pros and cons of using them as a financial planning tool? Well, I think we start out by talking about, you know, what a reverse mortgage is. And it's a loan against the home equity line that can be issued as a lump sum you know, fixed installments or a line of credit, you know, for those who've paid off their home or maybe have a small mortgage balance, a reverse mortgage may be a way to help cover retirement expenses. Uh, A reverse mortgage allows you to borrow against your equity that you've built up in your home. And, you know, by doing so, you can supplement your income and remain in your current home. The funds then are distributed, uh, aren't necessarily taxed. Uh, They're considered to be a loan advance. And unlike you know, other retirement income, such as distributions from an IRA or a 401k. Reverse mortgages are usually marked it to older seniors, uh, you know, those that are concerned about outliving their savings and, you know, want to make sure that they remain in their house until they die. It can be used to pay for sudden expenses like, you know, long-term care mm-hmm. or unexpected expenses, or, you know, as we pointed out before earlier, needing uh, more monthly income. Uh, I would say in in my experience, um, it's very rare uh, the clients that we're talking with are needing some type of a reverse mortgage. Uh, I would also say that, you know, what we have seen uh, is we've seen the dramatic increase in equity prices, right? Um, We had met with a client last week. Uh, She had come in and said, hey, I just want to let you know I sold my house. I got $60,000 over asking price. Wow. And she's like, you know, I know the market right now. I'm just going to live. Actually, she's going to live with her sister for a while till the market kind of calms down and be able to get something overvalued. So sometimes the biggest or second biggest asset that they own is the equity in their house. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times when I talk to clients, um, I talk about things like, you know, what's most important to you. Um, And more often than not, I would say, leaving a major legacy to their children is oftentimes not the primary goal for people. Um, They want to enjoy the fruits of their labor. They oftentimes feel that, you know, hey, I've helped my children out, get started in life. I've done some things. You know, I want to make sure that I'm here. And in fact, we have a lot of meetings where we bring the adult children in. And I would say I hear the adult children say the same thing is, you know, hey, we're not concerned about mom leaving us a big legacy. We just we're in here to make sure that she's taken care of first and foremost. You know, so in those situations, if you're a listener or if you're somebody that's out there that's, you know, struggling and all of your equity is tapped into your house, 
Um, those are the type of people that maybe should consider those. And I think, you know, as the saying earlier talked about, some regulations have been in place. You got to be careful about fees and expenses. Understand the, you know, if you sell your house and move out, how that works. Uh, what's going to happen ultimately if you pass away? How that gets settled to the estate? So, you know, there's a lot of education that goes through it. But you know, before I jump into more of that, what would you guys say? Well, I pers I actually have firsthand knowledge of this as well. Um, my parents, many years ago, when they first came out, they have changed drastically. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about um, um, uh, long-term care products, how when they first came out, they were this cumbersome long-term care product. And now they have these hybrids. Well, reverse mortgages is the same way. They have really um, enhanced the way they work. You know, if you understand exactly how they work, and, and you said it perfectly, Nolan, the type of people that need it are the type of people you described earlier. And if you understand that when you sell your home, you may have not had a mortgage when you took out your reverse mortgage, you may have paid it off, you now have a mortgage. Uh, the nice thing about it is you can actually no longer have a monthly payment uh, that payment on that reverse mortgage goes into the balance that you owe. So if you take out a reverse mortgage and you can specify the amount that you want, and let's say you take $100,000 and uh, you've got the equity and you're approved, you don't make your payments, and uh, unfortunately you pass away a couple of years later and you haven't set that balance at 100000 you don't have to pay 100 back. You only pay back what you owe on that house. You know... Like you said, Nolan, with the market the way it is today, I could see someone that if they had a reverse mortgage and then they sell their home for thousand dollars over asking, it could be a very, very lucrative thing for them today. But on the flip side of that, if the market like back in 08 with the bubble burst and you had a reverse mortgage, you were really put behind the eight ball as was everybody else out there that had a mortgage, you know, but you really have to understand them. You have to know, I think for the right situation, the right person, uh, it can definitely help you uh, with long-term care and, and uh, you know, maybe pay off some of those bills that you may have medical bills or what have you. Um, uh, but it's not for everybody. It's just kind of like what we talk about annuities. You know, it's it's not right for everybody. I d did have a thought when Nolan was talking about uh, the importance of, of people leaving legacies. And, you know, I think a few years ago, uh, and a lot of these people have died off by now, but, you know, the kind of people that grew up during the Depression, mm -hmm. they were money savers. And it was, uh, you know, they they lived for, I think, a lot of times to... Uh, to leave a legacy There's for their no kids to, so so they could avoid all the pain they mm -hmm. had to go through in their earlier life. And I don't think uh, baby boomers think as much about that as the, totally agree the depression you. children did. Yeah, my mom just made that comment this past weekend. Um, um, we had a little service to uh, uh, bury dad's cremains, and uh, we were talking, and uh, the whole family was there, and, and mom says, well, you know, she wants to figure out ways to leave stuff and and." Uh, two of us said, Mom, we don't want your money. <laughs> we want you to live comfortably the rest of this last chapter of your life. How old your mom's? Uh, she's 84. She'll be 85. But she's that 
what demographic that you just mentioned, you know, she's she's from back then when it was um, uh, saving and, and leaving stuff for your, your kids. But I totally agree with you, Terry. I think today the baby boomers, um, I, I just don't think that that's what their thought process is. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. And again, what we're saying about reverse mortgages, there's there could be nothing wrong with it. But at the same time, it could be wrong for you. So, again, going back and looking at our shows, we've done a couple segments on committed to the 4019. Uh, In the past, we had uh, John Mangus. He is from Remax Preferred. He's also the president of the Ohio board for realtors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had Liz Terwilliger recently on talking about mortgages. So these are another thing that if this is something that you're thinking about, uh, although we may not have the exact answer for you, we've got the resources to help you out. We can kind of guide you through this. So if money's a little bit of tight, you're talking about tapping some of your equity in your house, and you're thinking maybe downsize, go to a condo, so I don't have to worry about day-to-day stuff. You're thinking about maybe do I do a reverse mortgage. These are all great areas that it's good to have a conversation about, and that's what we're happy to do and have that conversation with you. Just like with annuities, just like with long-term care insurance, the landscape has changed significantly in the past 15 years alone. So if this is something that you know, you've heard about, you want to know more about, you're curious, it's definitely something a, uh, you want to do your research before you, you jump feet first into it. And again, as Nolan pointed out there, uh, they can help walk you through the process and figure out what's going to be best for you or certainly point you in the right direction. 419-794-3030 is the phone number to get in touch. Or you can go online to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Now, did you know that retirees could be missing out on a local government tax break? There's an article in the Wall Street Journal uh, that talked about discovering there was a property tax break for seniors in the county where they lived. The problem there is that they didn't actually know about it until years after they could have first taken the exemption. So they missed out on years of a tax break there. Isn't this also true when it comes to taxes in general, especially in retirement? Doesn't good planning, tax planning, help uncover benefits that the clients wouldn't normally see? It really does. I think uh, it was the judge, the Honorable Learned Hand, who had said there's two systems of taxation in this country, one for the informed and one for the uninformed. And it's to say that's so accurate. I mean, if you look at the tax code um, and how much information is inside of there, it's completely overwhelming. That's, I think, one of the areas where it's important that you're making financial decisions that overlap with tax decisions, that overlap with your estate planning decisions. It's important to have all the key professionals kind of working together. As an example, you know, we're not CPAs, so we're not trying to give somebody tax advice. We're saying these are areas to look at to get your financial professional to be working with your accountant. So, you know, let's look at some some facts, right? Uh, missed opportunities they just talked about in that tax code. You didn't know what you didn't know and missed out on that opportunity. Uh, earlier, a couple of months ago, if you've been listening to the show, if this is either the first time or a long time listening, go back, just go on Spotify. You can go to YouTube, look at our past shows. And what you'll notice is a couple of months ago, we had talked about a tax strategy, which was to take some money while the stock market was really down and convert it over to a Roth IRA. And by doing so, you'd pay taxes while some of the value was a little bit lower. And if and when the stock market rebounded, you'd be able to have that potentially tax-free in your Roth IRA. Well, now we've seen since, you know, the middle of June, the market's really bounced back. You know, so a couple of those ideas really kind of worked out. So it's a matter of just looking and knowing, you know, what's out there. Um, I think about it in the form of there's great accountants out there. Mm -hmm. I, I actually think, Ron, my CPA does a 
fantastic job, you know, for our clients. But a lot of times the CPA or the accountant's job is to record history. Um, in this case, what we want to do is not drive in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. We want to be looking forward and saying, what can we do to reduce taxes and, and minimize taxation? So uh, looking to lower taxes is something we're always important and always interested in doing for our clients. I love the idea, like you said, with the Roth. I mean, I, I latch onto that every time you say it. So you, you, you do a conversion, a Roth conversion. You only pay taxes on what you convert into the Roth two or three years, the market comes storming back in uh, not even two or three years, but in two or three years, that that value is considerably higher. You're not paying taxes on that increase. You're only paying taxes on what you put in. I just love that concept. I mean, that's just me, but no, I think think it's a great way to invest. It's pretty universal, I would say. You know, there are things that we assume to be true and things that we hope to be true. We hope that you know, the market will will rebound and, and that your portfolio will grow over time the same way I think we all think, or most of us think certainly, that taxes are going to go up in the future. So why not pay taxes now while your your uh, nest egg is smaller and then let it grow and not have to worry about it? Roth conversions, I think, could be a valuable part of that retirement conversation. And it's just one of the many different things that uh, tax things that you can use to uh, to keep Uncle Sam at bay when it comes to your retirement. The rules are completely different and not knowing those rules uh, could be a a significant uh, difference in in your overall bottom line. The team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can help you with that, talk you through these strategies, not just taxes, not just market, uh, you know, performance and generating income, long-term care, all these different factors that go into your retirement. To get started with them, pick up the phone, give a call, schedule a time to speak with them, 419-794-3030. Still got a couple of spots here if you're one of the first five callers this week to talk about Social Security maximization, another thing you probably didn't think about in, uh, in the working world, you just knew that you were paying into it. But when you turn it on, if you're one of the first five callers, they'll have that conversation with you complimentary as well. 419-794-3030. You can always find them online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. want to thank you so much for joining us this week here on the show. Appreciate you spending part of your weekend with us. Please have a great week ahead of you. Uh, Terry, glad to uh, be with you. Ha- thanks for joining us this week. And guys, as we wrap up, want to give you the final word. I think with inflation, uh, we're talking about all the topics that we talked about today. Here's a good one from Samuel Johnson. It's better to live rich than die rich. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, Remember, when you think retirement, think America's Retirement Headquarters. Here, home of Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.